1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. i tell you what I've was spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Who is the running back to roster in the Giants' backfield? Is it Devontae Freeman, as all the fab bids would indicate? Or is it Dion Lewis, as a report this morning would seem to indicate? Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today on Wednesday. Best show of the week. The Wednesday show, September 23rd. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, and Dave Richard. Heath, why is it every time I vote in one of your Twitter polls, I always pick the outcome that comes in last place? What's up with that?
2: Well, if you're talking about the most recent Twitter poll as to who people should prioritize on the waiver wire, it was essentially a four-way tie. Yeah. Um, no one had any idea who was the best option between Devontae Freeman, Mike Davis. Daryl Henderson. H- Daryl Henderson. And Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Presuming you don't need a week three starter, who would be better rest of season. Um, and I, I voted for last place, always. Last place was Henderson? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had them all in like a very tight window which means I received no Mike Davis overnight Santa did not bring me any Mike Davis in my (laughs) stock
0: I have a few Mike Davis but no I don't think any from fab bids because he seemed like he went for like 50 bucks in our podcast league surprised you guys haven't made fun of me yet for what happened in the podcast league Dave good morning to you by the way
3: hello Adam I also voted for Daryl Henderson oh good yeah I mean I just you think about the talent and you think about the offense and the opportunity and the competition and if Henderson ended up being the guy in LA, I think he'd end up being excellent in fantasy.
2: Can, can we go back to the the thing? I guess it was a Dion Lewis tease. I have not seen the report that you are referencing from this morning. Um, so I would I would I'm interested in that.
0: Oh yeah, it's from ESPN's Jordan Renan. He said, uh, I'll, "I'll read it exactly." Thank you, Roto World, for this one. Dion Lewis is quote the best bet to be the Giants' top running back with Saquon Barkley out for the season. What do you think? <laughs> hmm. That's, that's, that's really
2: not mincing any words. Um, no, it doesn't and say...
0: Now, but listen, for the right... and Ben Schrager showed me this tweet yesterday. This is the same reporter, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying things have changed. Because in the preseason, he he had tweeted or he had said that Wayne Gallman, that they'd be comfortable with Wayne Gallman carrying the load if, if it came to that. Is but this one of those tweets where changed. it's
2: a little dot, 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 and you've got to go click on something and then pay some money and then to say, in week three... Like we didn't get the whole tweet? There's a little bit more
0: information? No. No. I don't think so. It's from ESPN.com. Yeah. yeah. Well, so there's that. So so right now, knowing that, what would you do? Which Giants running back would you want to have? I still would have gone for Freeman.
3: I still would have gone for none, really. Because oh, how, how much can they love Deion Lewis or love Wayne Gallman when they're spending three mil on Devontae Freeman? Well, they it just, they it gave seems $3 million
2: for, to Devonte yeah, Freeman? Yeah, it's kind of a
3: lot. On an
2: 0-2 team that has a 0% chance of winning anything of significance this year?
3: Look, they like giving to old folks charities. I guess that's really the only way you can put it. And now they've got got a lot of average depth at running back. (laughs) And remember, they're going to use all three guys, theoretically, and it's going to be on a team that couldn't run the ball with Saquon Barkley in the first six quarters of the year.
2: They just really don't want to have to be embarrassed by not taking Trevor Lawrence, do they? Like we got to win enough games where we can't possibly take Trevor Lawrence.
0: Well, by the way, Deion Lewis is rostered only forty percent of leagues right now. I'm going to check on Devontae Freeman and see where he is. Um, uh, yeah, Deion Lewis apparently turned or, or Devontae Freeman uh turned down more money to go to the Giants. Fifty-seven percent rostered for uh, for him. So Look, you-, you can you can
3: absolutely stash them if there's and see what happens. And maybe we're in at least the case. Freeman Lewis and Coleman has shown that he can do this in the past too. They're good pass catchers. So oh, yeah. maybe that element can still be something that helps them get to 10 PPR points per week, but I'm, I'm not excited. I'm just not, I, I, I can't say that either or any of the giants running backs are going to be must start fantasy players. I'll be surprised if I end up saying that about any one of the three
0: uh, Daryl Henderson. I'm not sure if you guys watched the game. I just watched the highlights I, of Daryl Henderson. Holy I saw, cow. I saw he looked terrific.
3: Way better than last year. Way better, because last year he was bumping around. It looked like he was running blindfolded. And this year he he was moving much better. You could tell that he wasn't thinking as much. He could have had two touchdowns in the game. He was wide open for a touchdown pass before his touchdown run on a previous drive, and Goff sailed it on him. Um, and he was able to get one hand on it. But he did look very good. And I think the Rams... You know, J- Jamie talked about how... Sean McVay said he was surprised by how Malcolm Brown looked after Week One. What does it mean when McVay says he wasn't surprised about how Daryl Henderson looked after Week Two? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking for an answer.
0: Right. Well, it looks like they could have all three of their running backs. Malcolm Brown is going to play this week. Cam makers uncertain, painful sounding injury, like tore rib cart- cartilage. Uh, so. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see what happens. But Henderson's someone you definitely want to get on your team. And Heath's Twitter poll was: Let's say you don't need a starter for Week Three. Who would you rather add in PPR? Henderson, Mike Davis, Devontae Freeman, Jarek McKinnon. Davis, Freeman, and McKinnon were basically tied. McKinnon actually has the most votes, and I think that's the worst answer. Um, and Daryl Henderson was last at twenty one point five percent. Yeah, McKinnon maybe maybe for Week Three, McKinnon, but rest of season that didn't really make sense to me.
2: It, it kind of makes sense that you always choose last and think that the winner is the worst option. I mean, there is an entire part of the internet dedicated to your takes that the world disagrees with. <laughs>
0: Am I wrong, so, though? Like, why would you pick up McKinnon? Why would you say he's the best one long-term? You Exactly. All right, moving on here. Moving on. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Do you not? Are you not aware of what happened in the podcast league? Is that why you're not making fun of me for it? You dropped Tyreek Hill. I did.
2: And (laughs) and then went and fixed it with your commissioner power. (laughs) And um, I'm surprised. Yeah. It was hashtag commission show.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh, wait. I mean, yeah, I I dropped Tyreek Hill by accident. I meant to drop a DST. I dropped, I added the Colts DST and I dropped Tyreek Hill but Tyreek Hill's already back on my team because I'm a very oh, I wonder how that generous happened. commissioner and you know I do it for you See, that's why I'm a generous commissioner Heath. I've always been that way because I knew at some point I would do something so stupid that I needed my own generosity to fix it uh, okay. I
3: think this needs to be put to a vote in the league
0: no it won't be the cops have, the fantasy cops have already discussed and... well
3: I, I don't know this sounds like we've got a dirty cop in the, <laughs> the commissioner. In, the, in our midst police chief
0: all right, Saquon Barkley's dynasty value, Christian McCaffrey's rest of season trade value. Let's talk about that really quickly. Today, a lot of buy low and a lot of sell high. You need to make some moves right now. You need to make some trades. Who should you go out and get? And we will also preview the Thursday night game. Read your emails and your Apple podcast questions. Uh, would you rather have in dynasty league Saquon Barkley or Clyde edwards Zelair
3: Edwards-Elair.
2: I updated my dynasty rankings yesterday or last week, so I won't update them for running back. So I won't update running back for a while, but I was just trying to go
3: in and fudge the numbers a little bit here. And I think Mm, I would take Clyde. (laughs) Who would you think about it this way? If you were doing a startup dynasty right now, who would you draft first? I think think I'd I'd take Jonathan Taylor ahead of Saquon. I well, might, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, take I would Jonathan take Jonathan Taylor ahead of Clyde. Though. Right, exactly. <laughs> I might I might do that as well. Yeah. Uh wow. depends on what the PPR scoring is.
0: Yeah. Well, so so Barkley, look, he's he's going to be going into his fourth season already. And you know, we know about running back shelf life. Um but not a lot of tread on the tires I guess after missing all of he'll, his third season. He'll, and he'll only second. be 24 next year, right? Yes, uh, I could check on that. <clears throat> I got, uh, so, who I, else not... like would you? Yeah, go ahead. So, who else would you take over him at this point that you wouldn't have previously, like DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers,
3: Miles Sanders? No, not those guys. Sanders potentially, yes, I think so. I think you can make the case for Kamara. See, Zeke no. would be a close call. Because I feel like Zeke might have four or five good years left, and I think you could say the same thing about Saquon.
0: Four or five good years—that's a lot for Zeke. That would be like he's—he is a a rare type of running back. He is. We should
2: expect more good years for Saquon than Zeke. He's two years younger. Yeah, he will be twenty-four next year.
3: By the way, uh, he's a year and a half younger, if I recall.
2: Uh,
3: Okay, it's close. It's not exactly two years.
2: No, just say no very few players are exactly any years apart.
0: How about uh Calvin Ridley or or Saquon Barkley?
3: Hmm. Ridley. I th- yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking that that's the way to go. Look, we don't know. There's some uncertainty with Saquon. Can we say with 100% certainty that he's going to come back and be a house of fire? What happens if he comes back and he gets hurt again? It's it's I I think there's some uncertainty with him now that you have to weigh in his long-term view. Josh Jacobs over Saquon. For sure. Oh, yeah.
0: By the way, uh, Calvin Ridley had three targets inside the 10-yard line last year. He has three targets inside the 10-yard line this year.
3: Justin Herbert is good for Austin Eckler as well. I was thinking about Eckler as someone to what? compare. Wait, what? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention to your Ridley stat. I wasn't paying. Like, I was okay. thinking about what about Austin Eckler versus Saquon Barkley? Would you go that way? No and I don't way. think I would. No chance. No, but, like, I started talking when I should have been just thinking.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think it's that far off. Like, I. But this is the difference. I would rather have Austin Eckler than Joe Mixon. And I think you're probably debating Joe Mixon versus Saquon Barkley.
3: You don't want to know what I'm thinking right now. I won't be able to say
0: it. Uh, It's funny, like with Eckler, it's like in his in Josh Kelly's second game in the NFL, they gave him so much more work Mm -hmm. than they gave Austin Eckler. So I just how many touches did Eckler have last week? Oh, oh, 18, something like that. 20. I think did he have he had four catches. So it wasn't so much more work. So much more. So many more carries. Right. Yes, he did a lot of carries
3: 16 carries. Kelly had 23, right? Yeah. How many games did Melvin have 23? This is weird.
0: Well, they ran the
2: ball. How many games did they run the ball 40 times? It was dumb. Like they were just trying to keep the ball away from the
0: Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of yeah. worked. They had the ball for 11 more minutes than the Chiefs. All right, uh, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey now. Christian McCaffrey's trade value. By the way, Saquon Barkley came back from an ankle injury last year, and he came back pretty quickly. Only missed two games, but he wasn't himself. In his next seven games after the ankle injury, he averaged 3.2 yards per carry, and we know Barkley just wasn't that good. He only had one great game in those seven games. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara came back from an ankle injury, and he was awesome. He averaged five yards per carry. He didn't score a lot, but he was on pace for 96 catches. Only on pace for 170 carries. So his workload was a little bit lighter, especially in that first game back, but he didn't seem to be too affected by it.
3: He also had a knee injury. He might've had a knee and an ankle injury, or they called his injury an ankle injury when it was
0: really his knee. So uh, McCaffrey's trade value, what would you give up? Oh, it really probably depends on your record and your team, but like Melvin Gordon or Christian McCaffrey?
3: I gave McCaffrey more value than Melvin in the trade chart by a significant margin. Okay. Because I still think McCaffrey is going to help people win their fantasy leagues this year. He's still I I've got him at a top ten value at running back.
2: It's so dependent on your record. If you're sitting and you shouldn't be 0-2 if you have Christian McCaffrey, really, but if you are 0-2 with Christian McCaffrey, then I think Melvin Gordon's probably more valuable to you.
3: I wouldn't do it straight for Melvin Gordon. I'd try and get another piece with it, right?
2: But and this is a thing. Like I was trying to make some trades yesterday with some zero two teams, and they were being a little bit stubborn about. Well, that's not perfectly fair value. Well, you can just keep Christian McCaffrey and just your season's over. That's fine. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, like, I guess it also depends on if you got Mike Davis, right? Because at least you have something. Or does does that not matter? It helps a little. Yeah. Uh, so how about like Stefan Diggs straight up for Christian McCaffrey? No chance. No. You'd rather have who?
3: I would take Diggs and Gordon for McCaffrey.
0: You'd rather have Diggs than McCaffrey? Is that what you're saying?
3: No. You'd
0: rather have no. McCaffrey.
2: Dave yes. Dave's not trading
3: Christian McCaffrey. Not unless I get I'm not going to ask for what I would have would get for him if he were healthy. But you're that not a discount for sure. But I I'm assume not you're him up for for one of Melvin Gordon or Stefan Diggs.
2: But I assume you're also not giving up a top 10 player to
3: trade for Christian McCaffrey right now.
2: Like, are you offering Austin Eckler for
0: Christian McCaffrey right now?
3: Uh, Yeah, I would do that if I was
0: getting McCaffrey. Okay. I mean, okay. What, if, what if he misses six weeks? That's going to be a mistake.
3: I- Maybe it will be, but if I'm trading Austin Eckler away to get Christian McCaffrey, then I must be in pretty good shape at running back to do such a thing. Well,
0: okay, you have to put that caveat in there. You have to be in good shape at running back. Um, well, all
3: well right. what am I going to do? I'm going to make this trade, and I've got to go and start Deion Lewis in week three. Well, that's the
0: point. I mean, like, you, I don't know. I mean, that yeah, that's kind of the point, right? It's like it depends on your situation, but if I had
3: McCaffrey, I wouldn't accept Eckler. If I had Eckler, I would take McCaffrey. And if that means that I've got to start Deion Lewis for, you know, a few weeks, hopefully less than six weeks, then so be it.
0: Okay. So now you would take, you you would make this trade if you had Deion Lewis is what you're saying. You would give up Eckler to get McCaffrey if you had to start Deion Lewis.
3: I told you I, if I had to do it, yes, but I wouldn't want to do it if I was getting Eckler. Okay. uh, All
0: yeah, right. But yeah. Yeah
2: if i'm 2 and 0 i wouldn't either if i'm 1 and 1 i'm kind of uh up like it depends on the rest of my roster if i'm 0 and 2 i'm pretty thrilled to get austin eckler for christian right. mccaffrey cuz i get to play fantasy football for a couple more weeks
0: <laughs> yeah all right fair enough um hey uh you uh you may remember Patrick Peterson, right? You remember him for striking the Heisman pose while at LSU or making eight Pro Bowls with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, now he's expanding his resume to podcasting. He'll go from the football field on Sundays to the studio on Mondays for all things covered with his co-host, cousin, and two-time Super Bowl champ, Bryant McFadden, BMAC. The name of the pod says it all. It's called All Things Covered. Pat and B-Mac will break down the Cardinals and the NFL on a weekly basis, but we'll also discuss much, much more. You can also expect them to chop it up with a prominent guest on each episode. Download and subscribe to All Things Covered on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. That is awesome. That sounds like a real winner. Looking forward to that one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And if you want your questions answered on Twitter, hashtag AskFFT, that's what you want to use, hashtag AskFFT on Twitter, all season long, get your start-sit questions answered. Uh, our experts are going to be online throughout the week answering hashtag ask FFT questions. So, news and notes here. We talked about the Giants. They signed Devontae Freeman, but you get the report about Deion Lewis. And we shall see. They've got San Francisco this week. Or, like, a bunch of players masquerading as San Francisco 49ers. Malcolm Brown expected to play. Cam Akers has not been ruled out yet. They're at Buffalo. Devontae Adams, we're not sure about his status yet. It's uncertain, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. They are at New Orleans on Sunday night. A.J. Brown's status is unclear. He's at Minnesota. Uh, Denver signed Blake Bortles. That's a backup. Paris Campbell's on IR. Getting the Jets this week, and that would have been nice. Uh, You may have seen this stat about Drew Brees. He is averaging the fewest air yards per attempt for any quarterback through two games since Brett Favre in 2009. And if you're Mm. freaking out about that, Brett Favre was QB3 in 2009. He had his best season ever in terms of passer rating, by far. He threw for 4,200 yards with 33 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Uh, Breeze, Sunday night at home, guys. He's got, over the last six seasons, 10 primetime home games. He has scored 30 or more points in six of those games, uh, 24 or more points in nine of those games, he owns Sunday night at home. Is he in your top twelve this week, Drew Brees? No. Nope. <laughs> Sammy Watkins mean, says those he's games, healthy.
3: Do you have Michael Thomas?
0: Uh, not all of them, because it goes back the last six years. But yeah, point taken. A lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins says he's healthy, which isn't which is good. The Steelers offensive line getting a little healthier. David DeCastro is going to play. He's their right that's, guard. That's big. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. And the Eagles offensive line getting less healthy as. Guard Isaac Seyamalu is on IR. Like can can Miles Sanders be great behind this offensive line?
3: Against the
2: Bengals, he can.
0: Rest of yeah. season.
3: I'd like to see him uh continue to get a lot of targets. That will help him that will help him get numbers beyond the O line. Okay.
0: All right. All right, guys, let's get uh let's get into it here. Oh, I wanted to embarrass Ben Schrager. He's never seen Star Wars or Indiana Jones. That's incredible.
3: I remember when a podcast host never saw Star Wars. (laughs) No,
0: I had seen it. I just didn't like it. But uh, he's never seen it. Also, his dad dropped Christian McCaffrey in a league. That was amazing.
3: I gave him back to him because (laughs) I like my dad.
0: (laughs) Good stuff, man. Uh, Here's a fun tweet from Frank Stample on our fantasy staff. You're going to hear him on the mailbag shows going forward. Mike Gasicki and Jordan Aikens are tied for the most slot routes run among tight ends through the first two weeks of the season. 47. Mike Gasicki and Jordan Akins running the most routes out of the slot. That's a really cool stat, guys.
3: That's interesting. Do you know Gasicki leads the Dolphins in targets, catches, and yards?
0: I do now. It's true. But but Akins is the story here. I mean, do we have a sleeper, like a big sleeper at tight end waiting to break out?
3: Maybe. And it'll be particularly helped if Will Fuller ends up missing time. He's not that Jordan Aikens is a field stretcher by any means, but another big target, kind of a different type of target for Deshaun Watson to lean on. But they have another tight end that they use to hog touchdowns and Darren Fells. So. I I I've got Jordan Akins in a couple of touchdown premium or tight end premium leagues, touchdown premium leagues. What the hell is that? A tight end premium league. And I'm real happy to have him there. And I hope this target share that he had in week two continues on. Wouldn't want to start him in a typical one tight end league. He wouldn't be my first choice to start, but might be worth stashing.
0: All right, let's do some buy low and so high. We need to help the people here. Make your roster better. Heath, your by-low, uh, I you, you guys each gave me one quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end at each position for or at, for each by-low and sell high, excuse me. So, Heath, your by-low quarterback is Deshaun Watson. Dave's by-low quarterback is Tom Brady, or did I switch that? No, you, you got it no, right, but woo. I stole Dave, so you could have switched it. Okay. Uh, So, Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh this week. So, are we going to wait another week and then by-low? I Like,
2: you very well could. It's dangerous to play that game, though. Like, we don't always get it right with the matchups. And sometimes great players just play great against tough matchups. Um, so if you really wanted to buy low on Deshaun Watson, I'd probably just go ahead and try to do it. But it, the price may get a little bit lower next week. I just I believe in him. I believe it's been a very difficult matchups to start the season. And I still think he's going to be a top six or seven quarterback rest of season.
0: Okay, let me play devil's advocate. But why? I mean, we're seeing how much DeAndre Hopkins helps the quarterback. He doesn't have him anymore. He's got Will Fuller, who's already injured. Brandon Cooks was injured in the preseason. He just doesn't have the weapons. He's been sacked four times in each game. Bill O'Brien's still his coach. They still want to run the ball. Why? Like, why?
2: When you say we're seeing how much DeAndre Hopkins helps the
3: quarterback. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what he's about. To. I want to see how Heath crafts the rest of this uh, sentence. No, what,
2: th- what, like, what ex- do you think is DeAndre Hopkins doing? A good job blocking for Kyler Murray when he's running? <laughs> he's, he's the yes. only guy catching <laughs> passes
0: for Kyler Murray right now. Right,
2: can- but Kyler Murray's been. Almost exactly the same guy as a passer this year as he was last year. He's averaging fewer yards per attempt. His completion percentage is within two points. His touchdown rate's actually gone it's down. two games. He's obviously, DeAndre well, Hopkins no, obviously said we're helping. You are seeing how much Hopkins helps a quarterback. But yes, I,
0: I think that's fair to say. He's been outstanding. He's been much better than any wide receiver was last year for the Cardinals. I mean, like it may not be showing up. it has been very good. It, it it's may not, not helping be showing Kyler up. Murray. I would disagree with that. I would say Kyler Murray would have worse passing stats this year if he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Like, how how could he not?
3: Tyler is more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns through 2 weeks.
0: Yeah, that doesn't mean this, maybe Hopkins has something to do with that. I don't know. I mean, uh, Hopkins obviously helps well, you the think quarterback.
3: He's attracting two linebackers with him on every I, play. Dave,
0: I'm just saying he makes their offense better. You have to account for DeAndre Hopkins and he makes his absence makes the Texans offense worse. But that I agree with. It has to be. All right, It's just common sense. Forget about looking at the rate stats through two games. It's common sense. He doesn't have the horses this year. I'm just playing devil's advocate front on Watson. He doesn't have the horses this year. Why yeah, should I, I buy? Low I Lyon? don't
2: believe that he doesn't have the horses this year. All right, fair I, enough. I think that there's been it's been matchups has been the problem
0: matches. But last last week you were talking about or on Sunday, you were talking about how Justin Herbert didn't do a good enough job against the Chiefs. Like, what and that mean? was Watson. you were like. He was facing the Chiefs. They're secondary this and that. And he didn't. The Chiefs
2: defense wasn't as good against the Chargers. as It was against the Texans. They had multiple players get hurt against the Texans.
0: Right. Or like early enough in the game. I think I don't remember John Watson was
2: very good in the second half against the Chiefs. And, and was
3: nevertheless, despite all these issues with Deshaun Watson, he's still a good by low quarterback because he will eventually take on defenses that are worse than the Chiefs at full health slash Ravens slash Steelers.
0: They weren't and at full health, by the way. They were missing a starting cornerback and and Cooper their other Raven? starting quarterback. No, the Chiefs. their other starting quarterback broke his hand at, at during the health, game
3: for who they had. I, OK, fine. I'm not going to argue with you over that. Yeah, They
0: they will face Minnesota and Jacksonville in weeks four and five for Deshaun Watson. So definitely looks better there. All right. Tom.
3: By then, Will Fuller's fine.
0: Tom Brady is Dave's guy.
3: He should have had three touchdowns in week two against Carolina. I think he's fine. He's going to get Chris Godwin back. Anybody who's unhappy with Tom Brady. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a smidge of fantasy managers that cut Tom Brady after the first couple of weeks. They shouldn't have done that. He's he's going to be very nice. And you can get him for less than what you can get Deshaun Watson for right now.
0: All right, let's go to running backs. Heath says DeAndre Swift. That right? That was your guy? Like yeah,
2: not call. just DeAndre Swift, but um, this is the week, and it may be a week too early, where I'm making trade offers to 0-2 teams with DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, um, all of those talented rookie running backs who haven't had the starter get injured or opt out due to COVID and are still stuck hmm. behind um, guys who probably aren't as talented as them. And I would like to have some of them on my roster and they should be cheaper than they were on draft day.
3: Are you doing the same with Zach Moss and Antonio Gibson? The, I
2: Gibson, I think the touchdown probably makes it more difficult. I don't know. Like, I don't think Zach Moss and Antonio Gibson are as talented as Swift, Akers, and Dobbins. Um, I don't think the upside is as high for those two. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced, like with the other ones, with I th- I'm pretty convinced Dobbins, Akers, and Swift have the talent to eventually just be better than the other guys in their backfield. I was never convinced that Zach Moss was better than Devin Singletary.
3: May I ask a follow-up question? No. Yes. Fine. <laughs> what about if, if you're an 0-2 team that just lost Saquon and you need running back help and you don't really love who you got off waivers, do you make a move for the veteran running backs ahead of those rookie running backs? So Mark Ingram. Do you try and trade for him, knowing that you shouldn't have to give up too much for him so band over the position? Same thing with Malcolm Brown. and I mean, it's it's the oldest band-aid. It's like a band-aid you find on the floor of a subway bathroom. but Adrian peterson slash carry on johnson do you do you go for putting that little band-aid on you to I have very little
2: yeah, I, I have very little confidence in those veterans' ability to get very many touches like they're weeks one and two they're not getting very many touches and i think it's going to go the go away from them as the season goes on so i'm probably not
3: even in the case of brown though because it looks like he's going to be healthy and i know that we just talked about how daryl henderson has a chance to be really good i don't i i think brown if he's healthy is going to continue to play on third downs goal line and then work in with rushing downs as well that was one of the things that i saw with with the Rams run game after Akers got hurt, is they would start some drives with Henderson. And then once there was a third down and Brown was on the field, they just said, oh, keep him out there. And you saw Malcolm Brown pretty much play the rest of the series. So I, I wonder if there's some good cheap value for those running backs, as well as well, yeah, but, well, but they're more of a short term play mm-hmm. versus the rookies that he's going after. I'm not saying he's wrong. I like what he's doing to go after those young running backs as long term plays.
0: Yeah, look. I mean, I think you shouldn't be putting much stock into Peterson and Carry on Johnson. I don't think we can be unanimous there.
3: That's why they're on the floor of the subway. Right. Men's room.
0: Uh, and Swift. I mean, Swift had uh, three ca- three catches in Week One, and he should have had four. He dropped a touchdown. He had five catches in Week Two, mm-hmm. and in the last eight seasons, a Lions running back has had fifty or more catches seven times. And additionally, Reggie Bush in 2014, Carrion Johnson in 2018, they were on pace for 50 or more catches. So it's very encouraging to see Swift in that role. This is a role that Matthew Stafford likes a lot. So that's one. Now, as far as the Ravens situation goes, if you look at the sna- the game log, yeah, last week, week two, uh, Mark Ingram was their guy. Gus Edwards got almost all of his carries late in the game. J.K. Dobbins got two carries and they either were both on the final possession of the game or one of them was or like very, very late in the game. So I don't really... Like Dobbins hasn't really shown that he's emerging out of that backfield. And then with the Rams, I mean, they really seem committed to at least two per game, if not three. And Daryl Henderson just came off this terrific performance. So... I'm just, I'm just curious, Heath, is why you're targeting J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers right now, and why you think, like, what gives you the indication, especially with Dobbins, that he's just going to eventually take the job?
2: I think that he is the best running back on the Ravens. I think he's a, a fantastic talent, almost as good as Jonathan Taylor, and he's been awesome when he when they let him touch the football. I don't think it's going to happen next week. I don't think it's going to happen maybe in two weeks. But as the season goes on, plus you've got Mark Ingram, who's 31 years old, likely to get worse as the season go on or and and or get
3: hurt. He's a lottery ticket where you've already matched four of the numbers.
2: And (laughs) he was a seventh or eighth round pick. And I'm saying I think his price has gone down. If it hasn't, then I'm not trading for him.
3: And if you use the trade chart as gospel, which if you do, thank you. uh, You'll notice that his value did not go down after week two. That I, I I still feel like Dobbins is an incredible long term play.
0: Okay, uh, Dave, you had as by low as Mark Ingram and Malcolm Brown, who you've sort of spoken about as short term, right. and then Devin
3: Singletary is in Singletary. that same mix. And I'm not, and I probably should have said Singletary over Adrian Peterson and Carry on Johnson. And not that any of those three will save your season, but they can get you by. Uh, for the next three to four weeks. Like maybe they're more than just replacements for Saquon via trade. They might be good replacements for McCaffrey, and you shouldn't have to give up a, a ton for any one of those three.
0: Singletary is so interesting because, like, he's got a lot more targets than Zach Moss. Um, he's probably run the ball better. He definitely has run the ball better than Zach Moss. <laughs> Moss was mostly bad in just week one, but single run the ball
3: better than Singletary.
0: Singletary does not have a carry inside the five. And Zach Moss has three. This mm-hmm. is continuing like Zach Moss is just their their green zone guy. It's unfortunate.
3: Well, uh, Josh Allen could be their green zone guy too. So it's, it's, it's not it's a really rough situation for Singletary. He he might have to wait till Zach Moss gets hurt before he has a chance to actually like the end zone looks like while carrying a football. All
0: right, let's go to wide receiver by lows. Heath has Julio Jones, Dave has AJ Green. Go ahead, Heath. Yeah, I do like Calvin
2: Ridley is awesome and opposing defenses are going to have to account for him at some point. (laughs) And Julio was a little bit banged up, but he had 157 yards in week one, and people are just prone to overreacting to bad Julio Jones games more than it seems like they do with other elite wide receivers. I still expect Julio to be a top five wide receiver for the rest of the
3: season. I don't know if defenses are ever going to be able to... I don't think there will be a defensive coordinator that says, all right, let's take the coverage away from Julio and put it toward Ridley like they're in a massive bind because Julio is still really good. I I just wonder if we're just going to see a lot more zone where they send like three man rushes at Matt Ryan and hope that that does something to make him nervous.
2: I want to be clear. I don't think that opposing defenses are going to start double-teaming Calvin Ridley. I think they might stop double-teaming Julio Jones because there's too many other weapons on the field.
3: AJ like Green, a cover Dave, two or a cover three thing with them. AJ Green's eventually going to get on the same page with Joe Burrow, and he'll come through with tie. He's been close to scoring in each of the first two games this season, and I, I'm sure it's going to turn around. So again, it's it's almost like a case of with a lot of these players. If if you're if you're in a league with people who don't watch the games and they're just looking at the stat lines, they're probably going to be unhappy with Watson and Brady and AJ Green, and uh, you should relieve them of that disdain, make them happy, take those players away from them, and then give them players. Ooh, Robbie Anderson did what? I'll take that, and then you get AJ Green.
0: Well, let's. That's going to be a tough one to pull off in a lot of leagues. So, like, give me. Would you trade uh, Would you trade J.K. Dobbins for A.J. Green? Have to, right?
3: I think it's fair. I think if 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 you need the receiver, like, it works.
2: That's not that's not really buying low on A.J. Green, right? They were being drafted about the same place,
0: and one of them is off to a much more encouraging start than the other, in my opinion. A.J. Green is fourth in the NFL in targets. He has so many more targets than Tyler Boyd. He has nine more targets than Tyler Boyd on his own team. He's on a team that's probably gonna to have to throw a lot because their defense is bad. J.K. Dobbins is in a three like J.K. Dobbins, yes, he has more upside if Mark Ingram gets hurt. But if Mark Ingram well, doesn't get and hurt. Not
2: just that, but like in a regular fantasy league with regular fantasy managers, J.K. Dobbins, I'm pretty sure, has scored more fantasy points and has more yards than right, A.J. Green. But,
0: but we're looking at science. We're not just looking at fantasy points. We're looking at science. I, I like. understand. I understand
2: yeah. that. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just saying it's are we buying low if we have two guys that were drafted in the same point? One of them has So far, been better for fantasy than the other, and we're saying buy low, trade the guy that's so far been better.
0: So you're saying you can do, you can give up less to get AJ Green. I would, I hope so. Okay, Uh, you
3: can hope so too. I I think I know where Heath will come out on this, so I'll ask you, Adam. Full PPR, who wins this trade? AJ Green versus Kareem Hunt.
0: Oh, oh, I would much rather like what I'd rather have Kareem Hunt because I'm just afraid of. AJ Green getting hurt. But I do Are think- you
3: afraid of what happens when Kareem Hunt doesn't score two touchdowns? Absolutely. Kareem Hunt had
0: two carries going into the fourth quarter. So, uh, in a blowout win. So, I actually sure. was going to okay. ask about Kareem Hunt being a sell-high candidate, but you'd have to get like a top 30 player out of him.
3: And Maybe. I know Heath will make the case for Hunt, and I, I actually want to hear it. So, no, I don't. I.
2: Kareem Hunt was a fifth round pick who's been a top 10 running back. And we're talking about trading him for a seventh round wide receiver. Who's been awful. It
3: has not been awful. But What about their value moving forward? (laughs) That's what I'm more interested in. I
2: think that so far Cleveland told us they were going to split things pretty evenly between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And so far they have split things pretty evenly between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I expect that Kareem Hunt's going to get 10 to 15 touches per week and he's one of the best running backs in football. So that's going to make him a top 20 running back.
0: Right. But right. So that's what I'm saying. I think you should consider trading Kareem Hunt. Unless, of course, Nick Chubb gets hurt. Then you're going to make a big mistake. But and then you, that's have to get, thing, you have right. to get something much better than AJ Green. You have to get, like I said, a top 30 player. I don't think Kareem Hunt's a top 30 player. Do you, Heath? Um,
2: I th- A top 30 asset? Maybe. Because if he's a top 40 player... Assuming Nick Chubb plays 16 games, he has that upside that bumps him up a little bit.
0: By the way, I was looking at snap counts for the wide receivers, and they've been, like for Beckham and Landry, they've been like around 70, 75% in week one, around 65, 70% in week two. And last year, I just looked at week 16 and 17, just get a quick comparison. I mean, they played like 100% of the snaps in one of those games, about 90% of the snaps the other. So they might just be the Vikings right now and you know, we'll see. I I don't know what's going to happen every week, but the wide receivers are playing fewer snaps and obviously they're running the ball a lot. All right, let's do tight ends here. George Kittle for Heath and Zach Ertz for Dave. Go ahead. Heath.
2: Yeah. See if you can trade Darren Waller for George Kittle. That's all. That'd be so
3: sweet. I like it. (laughs) I don't think you'll be able to do that. And I don't know if you'd want to trade Darren Waller for Zach Ertz. I think no, you might be no. able to give up I think you might be able to get less give up less to get Ertz, but I have a hard time believing that Zach Ertz is gonna be this bad for the rest of the season uh,
2: <laughs> no that was a good I, one. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like how, and this? I'm not saying. Well, I'm kind of saying this now. But how how much? How many more games would we have to go where Dallas Goddard is getting more targets than Zach Ertz and being better on a per target basis than Zach Ertz before we decide that Dallas
3: Goddard is better than Zach Ertz? There were plenty of games last year where they were both getting a lot of targets and they were both getting good fantasy production. I don't see why they can't
0: coexist. Well, they can, it wasn't really happening when Alshon Jeffrey was there. In fact, it wasn't yeah, happening at all when Alshon Jeffrey was there. Dallas Goddard was basically invisible and Ertz wasn't wasn't as good. So I don't know if Alshon Jeffrey is anything anymore, but he is coming back soon, in theory. Allegedly. Allegedly.
3: I, I, I love how we just keep thinking of Alshon Jeffrey as Superman.
0: No, I could just like say. He's going
3: to come and just be this amazing oh.
0: wide receiver that's going to save the Eagles. By the way, uh, Ben Trager's also never seen the original Superman. All right, so... Zach Ertz would would you rather have Tyler Higby or Zach Ertz? You could probably make that trade.
3: I think it's pretty even.
2: Yeah, it's very, very like Higby, you have to be a. the three touchdowns were awesome. You have to be a little concerned that the targets really aren't anywhere close to what they were when he had his major breakout.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
3: but I'm I'm just not sure that Zach Ertz. I, I think know. anytime you've got the Rams in a matchup against bad linebackers you can count on Tyler Eifert or Tyler Eifert Tyler Higbee to be very involved in the game plan
0: speaking of Tyler Eifert we're going to preview that game in just a moment let's take a pause here we'll do some sell high then we'll look at the Thursday night game and uh we'll be right back on fantasy football today
1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Who are we selling? Sell high candidates now on fantasy football. All right. Dave says Josh Allen. He says Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Dave, you get the first word here. Josh Allen is a sell high. What would you sell him for?
3: I would try and get a very good starter at another position for him if I could. And I think you might be able to because the numbers that we've seen from him through the first two weeks of the season have been incredible. And they've come against pretty lousy defenses. And the schedule's going to get tougher for him. And I can't help but wonder if this is the best that we're going to get from Josh Allen and that his MVP campaign fizzles out by midseason. Okay. could still be good. Look, he could still get you between 20 and 26 points per game, even when you know he, the matchups get tougher. But I don't think he's going to be in the 30-point range to 40-point range.
0: All right, Ryan Tannehill, is he so high? I don't want to insult our
2: listeners' intelligence, but I have received some tweets uh, this (laughs) week. How is that Ryan Tannehill regression coming for you? So there are people out there who believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to maintain a 9% touchdown rate. You should seek those people out um, and trade Ryan Tannehill to them.
0: Uh, Yeah, and Derrick Henry hasn't scored yet, so... Yeah, what if... But
3: what if, like, I think you at least have to give Ryan Tannehill credit for playing well again.
2: Um, um Yeah, it's that? just yeah. Well,
0: yeah, Heath, I'll, wasn't, I'll him- Heath wasn't even willing to give DeAndre Hopkins credit. That's true. I'm not I mean, giving DeAndre
2: Hopkins model, credit for Kyler Murray's rushing production. I'm it's, giving
0: him ridiculous. Agree. I, I agree. I didn't that. say I was not doing that. i was just saying well, Kyler
2: Murray's passing is not better. I we have could a say the time. exact
3: same thing Except about Tannehill guy. as I said about Allen. He's he's beat up on the Broncos and and the Jaguars. What's going to happen when he takes on tougher defenses later? Uh,
0: Minnesota will not be one of them, most likely. No. But Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Houston—the following three weeks—that might not be so easy. Uh, running back sell highs: Melvin Gordon for Heath, James Connor for Dave. Dave, James Connor. It's another case
3: of don't just give him away. But if there's a desperate person in your league who needs a running back really badly, they might overpay for James Conner coming off of an amazing 100 yard, one touchdown game a week after he got hurt. So we've seen, we've seen a a Conner get hurt and be terrible and get kicked to the curb. And then the very next week he has these great numbers and everybody says, Oh, well, he must be back. 59 of the yards came in basically garbage time. He was icing the game away for salting the game away, whatever, Type of ingredient you wish to use? Peppering for game away for them, whatever Um, to beat (laughs) up on Den. He did not look good, other than that fifty-nine yard run. So, would
0: you rather have Kareem Hunt or James Connor?
3: I believe I have Connor for a little bit more on the trade chart.
2: I I will just say, and this it's early in the season, so this may not mean anything, but I was surprised, and I put this in the running back preview: James Connor according to our friends at true media and pro football focus currently leads running backs with 4.7 yards after contact per carry.
3: It's probably because of that
0: 59 yard yeah. run. Right. Cause Leonard Fournette is right up there too. So I think like, but Leonard right. Fournette, it, it, but yeah, no, I'm just saying, I think if you have, like, if you break one really long run and it comes after contact, I think at this point, you in get the all season, that credit. It could right. probably really skew those stats. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Is that, is that OK? Yep.
2: Sure. Well, you, I just think you just like I don't think we should I, I'm a little hesitant to say well, it's, yeah, it's only just because he he broke a tackle and ran for 59 yards. Like we should give him some credit for breaking a tackle and running for 59 yards. Sure.
0: No, but but
2: yeah. OK, but, but, but what early, about all yeah. his
3: other carries where he didn't break a tackle? Well, there, there Derek, Henry was like three and half, Derek Henry was like three and a
2: half yards per carry against that defense.
3: Yeah. OK, that's fine. I'm I'm wondering what's up with Derrick Henry, to be honest with you, because he doesn't look quite the same as he did last year.
0: All right. Uh, Melvin Gordon, is Heath so high?
2: Yeah, I don't I, like with all the arguing we've done already. I don't think we have
3: to argue over this one. Uh, it'd be
2: good to do it before he faces Tampa Bay.
3: <laughs> I thought he looked really good against Pittsburgh. There were a bunch of runs where he was yeah, good blocking. So, would you rather have Melvin than James Conner? I do have Melvin ahead of Connor. Actually, I'm at the same value right now in the trade chart. All
0: right. we'll pick one. Connor. I'll take Melvin. Um, all right. Wide receiver sell highs. John Brown for Heath and Juju Smith-Schuster for Dave. What's up with that, Dave? Juju's a sell high.
3: Well, we're seeing Deontay Johnson get more targets. We're seeing Deontay Johnson make bigger plays. I know Juju had a great week one. He had a lousy week two. And I wonder what you could get for Juju in trade right now. I wonder if someone would buy in based on where he was drafted and, and what the name recognition is. And I'm not saying that he's a you know subpar receiver. I'm saying that what I was worried about with him coming into the year might actually be happening where he actually is going to have to share targets and he's not going to get 10 per game. Hasn't had that yet in a game this year, if I recall correctly. You are correct. So, Oh, he had ten last. No, week? no, you are
0: correct. He has fourteen oh, okay. targets in two games.
3: Right, so he had eight last week. Yep. Okay, well, that's good. Like, I would still be happy with that if I had some of Schuster. But I, I still believe he needs a lot of touchdowns. Well, you got to tell me what amazing. you're,
0: what you're thinking. Like, who would you try to get for him?
3: I would try to get if I could turn him into Tyler Lockett, I'd be happy. If I could turn him into DK Metcalf, I'd be thrilled.
0: Oh, now Metcalf is an interesting guy because he like, he looks like a sell high because he's getting very few targets, catching a lot of deep balls mm-hmm. or, you know, one huge deep touchdown per game. Not exactly the most sustainable stuff. No, also no, no, no.
2: Love he's also him. beastly. He's the only wide receiver in the NFL who has three drops credited to him already. Is that true?
0: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, would you rather have Juju or Metcalf, Heath? Because Dave's Juju. taking Metcalf. You're taking Juju. Juju. All right. John Brown's your are so high. Yeah, I don't.
2: I love John Brown. Um, but and this is basically like this one's probably not going to work with with um, more informed fans because they know John Brown's not a must start wide receiver every week. But he's kind of looked like a must start wide receiver every week. It kind of goes along with the Josh Allen thing. If Josh Allen is this good, then you'll look stupid selling John Brown early because Brown and Diggs will both be awesome. But um, I I mostly agree with what Dave said about Allen. So I would like to see if I could get off of John Brown while someone might view him as a starter.
0: And and I think, I I know there are a lot of leagues where this would never happen, but I promise there are a lot of leagues where this would happen. I think you could turn John Brown into DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a sell high for Heath and Jonu Smith for Dave, uh, Dave, Jonu Smith.
3: I know it's sacrilege for me to say Jonu Smith is a sell high because I was telling everybody to put him on their teams. And now I'm saying maybe you should trade him away, but I don't have a problem doing that. We still know that Tennessee does love to run the football. We also know that AJ Brown will eventually come back. How many games will he even have four catches once AJ Brown's back and Derrick Henry finds his groove? makes me a little nervous to say that Jonu Smith's going to be an every week must start fantasy tight end he is for now but if you could turn him into something you know part of the idea of drafting him and, and having success with him early is that maybe you can turn around and get a player that was drafted in round five, six, seven, or you theoretically drafted in round 10 11 12
0: mm-hmm. okay and TJ Hawkinson for Heath the only thing i wonder Heath is do you care about the upcoming schedule uh, he's got Arizona who's actually been good against tight ends um, if you buy it. And then New Orleans, then a buy. Then Jacksonville, then Atlanta. New Orleans, Jacksonville, and Atlanta have been horrible against tight ends. And plus Arizona's this week. Do you care about that with Hawkinson?
2: I'm just worried that he had these two games without Kenny Galladay. And he saw a 12% target share in those two games. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that he was behind not just Marvin Jones, but Quintes Cephas and Danny Amendola in terms of target share and not Total too targets, far from yes. DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. So I call is coming back this week. I don't think his role has necessarily grown. I still think TJ Hawkinson is a borderline starter that you might start against the right matchup. But I would be hopeful that someone views him as more than that.
3: He's also someone like John Brown that you could potentially turn into Akers or Swift. Yeah, you know, team that's loaded at running back but needs help at tight end. Right. You could dump Hawkinson in their lap. Or John
0: Okay, well, it took us a little longer than I expected. Sorry about that, folks. But let's get into Thursday night football. I'm actually pretty excited for this game, you know? Like, I think Vegas thinks it's going to it opened as a pick em, and the total was 44. It's now the Jaguars minus three, and the total is up to 47.5. So people think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Your stat of the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick has scored 24 or more fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues in six of his last eight games dating back to last year. The two exceptions were at the Jets in week 14 when Devontae Parker got hurt and at New England in week one uh, when he just was bad. So he's not a terrible streamer. He's 17th or 18th for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I guess if we look at everybody in this game as a flex, right? Let's take James Robinson, DJ Chark, Chenault, Keelan Cole, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin, Preston Williams... (laughs) Isaiah Ford if you want. Uh we won't do the tie downs, do them separately. Like who are the th- who are the three best flexes uh in this game, Heath? In half PPR? Sure. Uh Devontae Parker's
2: number one. And I would say James Robinson. No, I've got James Robinson, number one, Devontae Parker, number two. And then, boy, could you just, like, do you have one of those eight-sided die (laughs) You just put a picture of each of these players on it and just roll the die over and over and over again? And I have no freaking clue i i would probably lean dj chark just because you would feel the most stupid if you didn't start him and he did something good but keelan cole's dominating targets in terms of compared to everyone else not in terms of actual share of the team's targets no one is laviska Chenault's role in the running game might make him my favorite in non-ppr uh preston williams is still getting red zone targets and i don't think that he just lost all of his football powers so, I like all those guys are right in the same range for me. I would say Chark.
0: Okay, Dave, top three flexes in this game. He goes Robinson, Parker, Chark. I think he had it right when
3: he had Parker first. Uh, I think Parker's the best one, especially even if CJ Henderson's on him. I don't think we're ready to call CJ Henderson a shutdown cornerback yet. And I think that Parker might be in better standing than Preston Williams with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now Preston dropped a touchdown last week and, and maybe they'll both be good. I think Parker's first. I think Robinson's second. I think Mike Kosicki is third. And the the sell-high window on Gasicki, separately. he has separately. a good game this week.
0: <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I put him separately, to be fair to Heath. But
3: that's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah, He doesn't count. He's not part of the flex party that we I throwing. mean,
0: because you're probably just going to start him at tight end. But it's fine. You, you should. You absolutely
3: way. should. This defense is not good against tight ends, whether he's lined up against Miles Jack or safety Andrew Wingard, uh, who's got really cool hair. Gasicki should be able to continue getting targets and take advantage of the matchup, just like the Dolphins did last week. That's what we learned about the Dolphins is they looked at the Bills. They said, hmm, they're missing two starting linebackers. Let's go after them. And they did with a big dose of Isaiah Ford at slot and Mike Kosicki in slot he also <laughs> basically slot, yeah. is their big slot receiver i and i think they keep it going and and i, I think this could be like a, a silly high scoring game like you kind of mentioned could be a fun one and i almost think i've got fitzpatrick too low you might have to get some stones to start him over some bigger name quarterbacks but he could end up being lots of fun in this game so could mint you
2: I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick over Drew Brees Carson Wentz Jared Goff and Tom Brady
3: those are big yeah, names. I'm not, I'm, I can't say I'm there overall. All those guys, I'd start him over Breeze. That's probably the only
0: one. And as far as Minshew goes, he's a top ten quarterback. He's eighth or ninth in the rankings. Um, and would you start him over Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh? Yep. Yep. Aaron Rodgers or Gardner Minshew? I, I have Rodgers higher. Minshew. Um, I'm back. Cam Newton or Gardner (laughs) Minshew?
3: I'll take Cam. Are
2: you kidding? Okay. Until something changes, I have a request. Uh Uh-huh. And something could change this week, but until something changes, no more Cam Newton or questions.
0: Well, it's a little... You know, a lot of people might have Cam Newton and uh, Josh Allen, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. So I actually think that we might have to do those. I
2: think Cam Newton is number one in the sports line projections for this
0: week. Well, he's not number one in your rankings, Steve. so... No,
2: he's currently number five.
0: All right, let's go to James Robinson. James Robinson or Kareem Hunt? (sighs) Ah...
3: That one might be format specific. Kareem Hunt by about a mile and a half. You Um, just love yourself, Kareem Hunt.
0: I mean, yeah, it's fine. James Robinson, James Robinson, or Joe Mixon. Let's go with it. James Robinson or Joe Mixon.
2: (sighs) Robinson and non Mixon and PPR. I've got Mixon.
0: James Robinson or. Any running back in the Giants 49ers game?
3: Robinson.
2: Um, Robinson and non McKinnon in PPR. Wow!
3: Okay,
2: but do
0: you have, if you have to make that decision, we Robinson's don't know about catching Mostert. a few passes too. Not a lot, but a little. Like, what would you say, Adam? If you, if you don't know about Mostert on Thursday, then you probably have to just go with Robinson, right? Yes. Right. All right. Let's go to um, let's go to DJ Chark. because Devontae Parker should be starting for you, DJ Chark or John Brown against the Brown. Rams. Brown? Dave?
3: I'm double-checking because I don't want to give the wrong information. I have Brown ahead of Chark.
0: This is where I hop on and say Chark. <laughs> oh, God. Ben loves DJ Chark. DJ Chark or Corey Davis? I love him, too,
3: but he's, he's still not getting the target share that we thought we'd get See
0: Chark or Corey Davis? Corey Davis. I've got Chark. Chark or DeAndre Swift? At Arizona, Chark by a lot. Okay. Um, Chark or Leonard Fournette at Denver?
3: I've got Fournette. I'm assuming that the transition has happened in Tampa Bay.
2: I see, I, I'll say four net and non-PPR. I still, kind of, I still kind of expect Ronald Jones to get the first carry. <laughs> like, I would be such a Bruce Arians thing to do.
0: Bit, and big news also in this game is that Byron Jones is almost certainly not going to play for the Dolphins, so that should definitely help DJ Chark. He just hasn't really been getting a lot of targets. Um, Mike Gasicki or Jared Cook? Uh, Gasicki. Yeah.
3: I got Kosicki,
0: <laughs> Mike Kosicki, or Noah Fant. I think Fant
3: is the one to go with.
0: And Tyler Eifert is a is a dart throw. He's 24. fourth. You'll for use JV. him in
3: DFS more so than he's he's not even like that good of a DFS play for the Thursday game. You're chasing the touchdown from last week.
0: And sit the DSTs, and I think that's it for the game, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, I. I oh, Miles people- Gaskin. I'm sorry, I completely whiffed on him. How do you feel about Miles Gaskin this week?
3: I like him enough to keep him on my bench unless I'm thin at running back. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) like that's the thing is, I I I'm laughing not at Dave, like the way Dave said that, because I feel like I'm the guy who hasn't quite bought into Miles Gaskin yet. I, it's tough because he's not even getting ten carries a game, and he's not the short yardage back. And so I don't, like, I'm not, I'm starting basically all the wide receivers in PPR over Miles Gaskin, and that, that might be a mistake, but right now when they're using three running backs, even if I'm like, Miles Gaskin is the best, I suppose.
0: You'd start Chenault over him?
2: I would start Chenault over him. Chenault might have the same number of carries.
0: Yeah, but, but Gaskin might he, have more catches. They, yeah, he might, right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, He might, but it's always hard to depend on that. I always like to, I do
3: like to use running backs on the short week. So Gaskin is like a top eighty player in my flex rankings, but not a top fifty or sixty player. And I think it's what's what's interesting about him. He's getting about sixty percent of the snaps. He's doing a lot of what we thought Matt Breida would do, and he's doing a lot of what we thought Jordan Howard would do. But he's not doing all of what those guys would do. And he's kind of in that same boat as Devin Singletary, where good role, getting a lot of receptions, but not scoring touchdowns and not in a position to be a dynamo for fantasy. I think he's a low end PPR flex.
2: Okay. and I th- I think Keelan Cole should be a, a borderline number three or a good flex. Yeah, and no one adding him. I might, no, but I mean, yeah, I've added I, him. I added him in most of, a lot of our leagues where I missed out on the running backs. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. Same. 18% roster now up from like zero or three last week or something. But yeah, I might have to start him. You just know it's going to be one of those like, it's just, it's, there's an obvious possibility for a letdown, but you know, you might be desperate at this point. All right. He's a, he's a merry old soul. That's going to be uh, our game, Thursday night game. Uh, we, I'm going to go long today because I, nah, 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 nah. Nah, I'm committed to reading some questions. First, Apple Podcast questions. guys I got eight I got 14 questions here. I'm going to give us six minutes to answer 14 questions. So here we go. And remember, if you've left a review in the past, you can still leave a new review and get your question answered on Apple Podcasts. So please leave us a five-star review. Very helpful stuff. Matt from Pennsylvania. Just lost Saquon Barkley. I have Chris Goblin, Robert Woods, Corey Davis, and Debo Samuel I'm gonna give up Julian Edelman and get Joe Mixon, PPR League. Grade the trade. A. Good. B plus. Quadman 80. Give up James Connor and Benny Snell. Get Joe Mixon. A. I'd rather have Connor than Mixon. From Ben. Uh do I cash in on Odell Beckham's name recognition? Um, and get and try to get James Connor. Sure. Y-
2: yes. Mm-hmm.
0: From just aside, who amongst you has the nerve to grow out a mullet, Steve Belichick style? He was rocking that mullet last night like it was 1992, and he just left the Leonard Skinner concert in Holler, Kentucky. There's only if I one could, of us. I would. There's only one of us who's
2: not married. Um, like we all have valid excuses why it wouldn't be wouldn't work for us. So I think this one falls on Shraggy B.
0: Let's go. Yeah, man, grow it out, Shragger. Grow it out uh emails now from Morgan I have both Eckler and Kelly in a 14 team half PPR league Joe Burrow is my QB one should I trade Eckler for an upgraded quarterback and if so who I also have Josh Jacobs and James Robinson no 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 I think you well you have to trade someone because I don't think you can win with Joe Burrow as your quarterback
3: you could try and it could be fun you might want to wait one more week before doing such a thing unless you can get your hands on one of the obvious fire starters at quarterback like lamar jackson russell wilson matt ryan i would put matt ryan in that conversation so would you
2: are you saying you would trade austin eckler for matt ryan
3: no oh, no okay no no no
0: james robinson I, I, I
3: would wait a week though what if what if eckler loses you know volume again to I, josh kelly it, Austin Eckler got 20 touches last week.
2: Yes. He's not I don't think he's loose. Like if if the ceiling on Austin Eckler's touches is set at 20, that's okay.
3: I would consider it for Russell Wilson. I would do it for Mahomes or Jackson.
0: Okay. Uh maybe James Robinson's the guy you trade. Trade James Robinson for Matt Ryan or something like that. That would be awesome. Uh from Bruce, uh let's see. Considering it seems like a season of attrition. It doesn't seem impossible that by week eight we're starting guys most people have never heard of. Who should we be keeping an eye on or at least know the name of?
3: Damian Harris. Uh,
2: Darrington Evans has been just universally dropped everywhere and he's not been able to get healthy yet. He, he might be one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, from Sal and Scranton. Should I trade Chris Carson? For Miles Sanders, oh Chris Carson or Miles Sanders for Julio Jones in half PPR. Trade Chris Carson for Julio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. The only reason why I would think twice is because like running back depth is just so valuable now.
3: Carson is another potential sell high guy. I'm more encouraged to keep him after last week.
0: Like this Let's guy's got this guy's this got. Like right bad now he's got a backs. little bit
3: more value than than Julio. He's got
0: he. I don't think you can make this trade. He's got bad running backs. Like he has David Montgomery, Cam Akers, on Johnson, and Benny Snell. I guess I shouldn't who, say they're bad. And plus, who are his receivers? Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, John Brown, Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk, Montgomery, and Brown.
2: Boy, I think it really depends on if you start two receivers or three. Okay.
0: Right. Package
3: Montgomery and Brown. See if you can get Julio for those two.
0: If you were drafting today, you know, would you? You would take Julio Jones over Chris Carson.
3: I would. I don't know if I would. I think it's not, tough. after week one. I would have said yes.
0: After week two, not so fast. All right, Someone here's says that right. Not so fast. I don't know. Probably. From Steve, gray the trade. Fourteen team PPR, lost McCaffrey and Sutton. Give up James Connor, get David Johnson and DJ Chark.
3: Connor for Johnson and Chark?
0: Yeah, give up Connor for Johnson. He needs that's an A. Fourteen team league. He needs he needs to do this, I think. That's an A Yeah, in
2: a fourteen team league, I'd say I'd take a B
0: minus. Dave's giving out A's today. I like it. From Eric, is Beckham no longer a must start? Is he a matchup game script guy?
3: I think he's still a must-start if you have number two receiver expectations.
2: I don't it like I don't even really know it, I don't think he's probably a must-start.
3: Well um, look, when he when he has a really tough matchup, you can probably it's a lot easier to bench him now than it was a year ago.
2: But I think if you're saying and I'm saying that I would start this week, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Parker. And DK Metcalf over Odell Beckham, then I don't think Odell Beckham is a must starter.
0: Joe C. from Vegas, James Robinson, James Connor, Odell Beckham. Who are you starting?
3: Connor. From those three?
0: Yeah, actually, well, the question is would you start Robinson over Connor or Beckham? So I guess you can start two.
3: Right. I would sit Robinson. I would sit Beckham. Beckham's taking on Washington. You just think they're going to run their way to victory? Yep. Damian maybe not, Definitely within the realm of possibility.
0: Damian Harris or Chase Edmonds from Jim?
3: Ed Harris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys have Nazi died out today. Patrick needs a, a one wide receiver, one running back, and a flex in PPR. DJ Chark, CD Lamb, or Robbie Anderson? Chark. Chark. James Robinson, David Montgomery, or Kareem Hunt? Hunt, Robinson. Now a flex. Robinson.
2: Come on, Dave. C.D. Lamb. Make it easy on Patrick,
3: and say Hunt over Lamb. <laughs> yes.
0: Mm, I'm going to go with Lamb. Hunting Lamb. It's mm, pretty cool. All right. Full PPR from Thomas. Give up Allen Robinson and Devontae Freeman. Get DJ Moore. Oh, I don't know if I Wouldn't like. Wouldn't it that.
2: be better to go on a shark hunt? <laughs>
0: Probably less than Tuesday on a Wednesday. There you go. Give up Allen Robinson, Devontae Freeman, get DJ Moore. A plus plus plus.
3: I I guess I'm I'm thinking about it more like who would you rather have rest of season, Allen Robinson or DJ Moore? I suppose DJ Moore is the right answer to
0: that question. Ten team non PPR. Would you trade Terry McLaurin, Josh Kelly, and Antonio Gibson for Austin Eckler?
3: I think you're paying too much for Eckler.
0: Ten team
2: makes it closer, but I, I, I don't think I would.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. A uh, long show today. Thank you, Dave and Jamie, or Dave and Heath, rather. My bad. Dave, <laughs> wow, you're not even thanking Heath. Screw you, Frank. Heath was mean to me today. <laughs> I was not mean. What do you mean? You you bullied me. <laughs> I, I I don't know how.
3: Give an example.
0: Um, today. So many I mean, examples. Too many to count. The, uh, the Hopkins thing, just brutal. Uh, you know, there was that. See, he's not even listening to me right now. That's how little respect he has.
3: <laughs> this is two straight days where you've nailed the outro, Adam. Congrats. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, for, uh, for Ben Schrager and Frank Stample,
1: I'm Chris Towers. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this.